to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about electric cars, buying them, owning them, driving them, all the good stuff. I never interrupt you when you're doing the introduction, but I wanted to interject loving them when you were saying all the things about an electric car. Oh, you should have interjected that. Oh, that would have felt invasive. Oh. Well, I appreciate uh, that thought because, yes, I love our electric car. I love my electric car, and I have you to thank for it. (laughs) yeah you let that be easy didn't you oh boy did I let that be easy it was it was the only hard part was actually getting my hands on a car in this market but um, otherwise yeah you made it so easy for me yeah it's it's nice to have a a, um, decision narrowed down like that oh my goodness for me in particular right because you know how I challenged I am by too many options right so you know you told me you love your Nissan Leaf uh, electric car 100% electric car and I thought I could do that and then didn't have mm-hmm. to re- research any electric other electric cars because the, the Leaf is the most affordable and um, you love yours so what else did I need to know <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> makes it so much easier yeah, yeah, but now um, is the time, right? I mean, I feel like people are noticing electric cars a lot more and talking about them and thinking about them. Yeah, $5 gallon gas will do that to you. Oh, boy, it's not that expensive here. That's wild. Yeah, I'm happy that I don't even know how expensive it is because <laughs> I don't need to. Yeah, we we drove our SUV up to the mountain last weekend, and um, uh, we were able to to get gas for this is just crazy for me to say but 450 a gallon and that and felt like a good deal wow that was a bargain yeah wow that's something all right um yeah so with electric cars i mean i have a i had a um uh, what did i have added to my garage <laughs> uh electrician oh, the charger in. Yeah, had, yeah, it was the electricity part of it that was expensive. Getting the two forty, perhaps, yeah. um, put it brought into my garage. But now I can just charge, you know, whenever I feel the need, and it's like I have a gas station in my garage. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's convenient, and also that was one of the things that we had a conversation about when you were first thinking about getting an electric car, because um, you didn't have. Um, that voltage of electricity available to you. Mm-hmm. And so we sort of talked through what your options were. That's right. And you told me I didn't need to have that voltage. I could do a level one, which is regular voltage, and it would just take longer to charge. But if I'm charging overnight, then it's not a, a big deal. And then it turned out in my case, because our house is so wonky, I 
I didn't have uh, a charge that would charge my car in my garage at all. It, 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 it opens the garage door, it turns on the lights, but it doesn't charge a car, what, what I had in there. So um, mm-hmm. I did get to experience about a month of having to charge on the outside um, yeah. before I got the... Um, before I got the level two put in it, there was just a waiting, you know, I had to wait for the electrician. And um, it turned out in my life, it was easy. Uh, I was lucky because there's a uh, charger at my bank, which is about a mile from my house. And so um, it was not a problem to charge there, except for when it was out of order, (laughs) which it was (laughs) at least once, maybe twice. Um, But for me anyway, the key is not letting it get too low. And I'm never in, because I haven't yet, except for the initial trip from Kansas City where I bought the car, I haven't yet traveled out of St. Louis. Right. Yeah. And um, we still don't have a way to charge at our home. Right. That's Um, right, because you don't have a garage. We don't have a garage. We park on the street, and we have a wonderful neighbor who has a charging port. We have alleys here, and and so we can pull into their um, backyard where they have um, their own... I guess it's a level two charging station. And mm-hmm. we just text and ask if our car can have a sleepover in their backyard. And then <laughs> <laughs> we, we take it over, plug it in, and, um, you know, it charges overnight. And we do that probably, oh, maybe once every 10 days or so. Mm-hmm. And then you, you pay them for the electricity? Yeah. Yeah. And we just Venmo them. We know how much electricity costs here and we know you know how big our battery is so we just pay them based on the kilowatt hours and it's usually around eight dollars to fill to fill it up so to speak yes wow isn't that great yeah well we do have um inexpensive electricity here Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know what ours costs but i haven't noticed an appreciable difference on my electric bill so yeah it's surprising that you know i expected um, charging the battery to really take a lot of electricity, but it just takes, you know, it's a that has a 62 kilowatt hour battery or kilowatt whatever battery, and um, so that's the most you can pay. And around here, it's 13 cents per kilowatt hour, so that's pretty inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, that's. That's terrific. Um, I think a lot of places, I know California, the price per kilowatt hour is closer to 30 cents. Oh, wow. Um, But still significantly cheaper than gas. Well, yeah, especially now. Yeah. Um, So you're feeling like a genius, right, for having purchased an electric car in 2021? Yes. Yes. Right. And I'm less of a genius because I just did what you did. Um, but do, do you, did you have, uh, I didn't have any huge challenges because you figured it all out for me. Did you have big challenges or hurdles that you felt like you had to overcome in, in order to convince, to, to be comfortable that buying an electric car was the right thing to do? Well, we had to overcome that hurdle of, you know, where are we going to charge it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and our original plan was that... Uh, my husband has chargers at work, and so he was going to charge it on those. 
and which is what we started doing um, and paying for it, which was more expensive, but still very reasonable. And then our neighbor offered like three different times for us to charge. And then we realized that she really meant it and that she really did want, you know, they use it once a week. She'd love for people to be using it. So um, we took her up on it and have been doing it ever since. Well, that's so nice. Your neighbor's so nice. And it's also yeah. uh, to your credit, right, that she wanted to, ex- she worked to uh, hard to get you to, to accept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, uh, because she wants to be a good neighbor and she must like you guys. I'm, sh- I'm sure you're excellent neighbors. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and so you thought, did you, I have to admit, I don't remember if you said this. Oh my gosh. Did you think that you would be building a garage that you would put a charger into? Yes. Um, but it looks like we're still really probably two years away from having a place. And so we've been considering another option, which is, like I said, we have an alley and right now we just have a narrow gate for a person to go through, but that we might, um, put in a, a wider gate and reconfigure the backyard a little bit in just a very easy manner to be able to pull the car into the backyard and um, uh, run an extension cord essentially out there so that we can, um, we have a little bit more flexibility about when we charge and Oh, and okay. How. Would you uh, just use regular electricity, 120? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and there it sits in your yard. You can just let it charge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that would not yes. be expensive. Right. And that and that was sort of a, a let it be easy, good enough solution that I came up with. Like, well, it'd be nice to have a garage and we hope to actually be able to get that garage built at some point in the future. But we're still a ways out. You know, what else can we do here? Right. I mean, I imagine... It, it, if you wanted to put in a level two charging station, you have to have something to attach it to. Is that right? And so you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that doesn't make sense in the to just have it somewhere in the middle of your yard. Right. Right. Um, and I don't know how long of a cord or cable you can have with that. Like I don't know that we could that we would want to pull the car in far enough to get it to reach the house. Yeah. I mean to you know to get to get them that the car close enough to the house to have a charger that was attached to the house reach it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't you know we we have those are things we have to sort out. But I don't I don't want us to spend a bunch of money for something that's a temporary solution. But if we can create a situation that means and you know level one charging for people who don't know means that it takes probably 24 hours to fully charge your car mm-hmm. but um you know we can charge it overnight and probably pretty easily keep it at 80 percent all the time and then if we ever wanted a full charge or we let it get down for some reason then we can use our neighbor's charger or we can use a, a public paid level three charger you know there's lots of options Exactly. Yeah, that's the nice thing. You have a neighbor if you if you did take a longer drive and you were going to take another longer drive in eight hours or something or 12 hours, you could go to the neighbor's house or right. public charger. And the public chargers are fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they can be if you go to the right public charger. Um, 
something just crossed my mind. I was just going to mention that our garage is, you know, detached from our house. So it's our yard is small, uh, but the cable goes overhead into the garage. Uh, oh, from the house? From the house, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's not a very big yard, but it's not uh-huh. right. It's not right there. So, are your utilities in the alley, or are your utilities on the street? What do you mean by utilities? The like the electric the um the, box. the electric wires the oh like the, telephone poles with gotcha. wires on them <laughs> alley alley. So they're already oh. they're going from the alley to the house, and that's where uh-huh. the box is, and then. Uh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, but I don't think any, nothing's going right from the uh, telephone pole thing into the garage. It's going mm-hmm. uh, to the house and then back Right, because it has to go through the meter at the house and right. all and of the that. Te- of course, the telephone pole is right next to the garage. But, right. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I never thought about it that way. Um, but yeah, so um, I was going to ask you, oh, I was just going to say, you know, there's a federal tax credit for for like we got a tax credit for the charging, for the electrician's costs to put that right. uh, in the garage. And of course people, uh, at least for a while anyway, uh, dip- until they run out, people can still get tax credits for n- buying new ele- 100% electric cars or even hybrids, I think. Yes. Um, so that's a nice incentive, uh, which yeah. makes it all the more affordable. Uh, we have a friend who is interested in buying a hybrid and we were talking to him about a plug-in hybrid and or fully electric and he he wanted more flexibility that a full electric would get him and he was saying well you know i don't have anywhere to plug in a plug-in hybrid so that doesn't make any sense and at the same time he's saying you know this is a car that i want to have for 15 years it's like, well, you only don't have a place to plug it in right now, but you know, you will likely have a place to plug it in in the future. And it's also not that hard to manage, so why wouldn't you buy a plug-in hybrid at this point? Uh-huh. If it's something that you want to hold on to for 10 or 15 years. And what was his response to that? He's like, "I didn't think about that." Like, didn't think of it in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, that that when we're ready to replace our, um, uh, I think that w- what I would like to have is one full electric car and one plug-in hybrid. Mm-hmm. So that you have a, a, a gas-powered car for long trips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I definitely for me it was easier to make the decision to buy an electric car, knowing that in our family we also had a gas-powered car. Right. Um, yeah, because uh, that's it's it's long trips that feel dicier. Although you know, as you know, I bought my car in Kansas City, which is right. further away <laughs> than uh, than the uh, <laughs> capacity of uh, my battery. And, yes, and it, it worked out just fine. If, yeah. if a little, if a little bit little bit stressful it worked yeah. out fine yeah um and it was an adventure yeah. and that's the other thing that you know it's funny how um it's funny how you know we've grown up with cars 
and we have certain assumptions about them. And then, you know, electric cars are slightly different, not that much different, but just different enough to A, keep things interesting. There's a little bit of a bright, shiny object syndrome (laughs) thing going on here. But B, also be a little flummoxing, like um, the first time I took it to a car wash, even though Mike, your husband, had warned me (laughs) about the challenge of putting it in neutral, which now I know how to put it in neutral. It's fine. But boy, was there a panic when I couldn't put it in neutral at the car wash. And the the guys were really nice about it. Two of them came over to try to figure it out, and they couldn't figure it out either. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little different. And it's a little... um... You know, there are things that are sort of hard to get used to. It's so quiet, except for that weird noise that it makes because it's so quiet. Like the noise they put into it to make so that people can hear it. Right. Um, And I I have to say that's kind of annoying, but I really also appreciate it. Because I've driven like Priuses, rental cars, and have experienced how people don't know you're there. And it's scary as a driver. So it is nice that it makes a sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other day I got out of, I was parking in a parking lot and I got out and I, I thought I heard a car running, a car uh-huh. turn on. That was it. And I thought, oh man, did I just press something in my fob that turned the car on? Oh. And then I, and then I realized, <laughs> no, if you had, you wouldn't have heard anything. So it's not you. Like, oh, it's a different way of thinking. <laughs> and that is another thing that is hard sort of to figure out is, is the car on? Is the car off? How do I know? <laughs> Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm t- like have this irrational fear of walking away with the car on, but mm-hmm. I think that 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 there are things in place that you can't do that very easily. Yeah, the car locks itself automatically when you drive and when you mm-hmm. don't if you don't turn it off when you try to get out. How do I know this? <laughs> when you try to get out, it's locked. That helps. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it, t- it unlocks when you turn it off. So mm-hmm. if it's locked when you try to get out, that's a good sign that it's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, um, oh, what was the other thing I thought of? The uh, Oh, there's, um, you know, there there's two kinds of on. There's, there's on that allows you to move, and then there's just on. Uh, Which is sort of like the accessory on a it, yeah, exactly. gas engine. Right. So I guess if you don't put your break foot on the brake when you turn it on then you get the accessory position and that is where apparently because i couldn't figure it out and uh but it has this neat thing where if you put if you have it in that position and you put air in the tires it honks when you reach the right pressure oh (laughs) i know (laughs) and i read that but i couldn't make it work because now i've figured out that i had it in the drive on instead of the head in a park instead of in the accessory mode. Uh But there's lots of new things to learn uh, with it. Um, And maybe it's because I've always driven older cars anyway. So I never had up to date technology. It's super fun having up to date technology. It is. It really is. Um, I joined a leaf group on Facebook and I'm like hardly ever on Facebook but I went in there to look for something in particular the other day and there was someone had asked a question and uh, about the CarPlay. There's a known CarPlay issue with the Leaf mm-hmm. and you had helped me sort that out. And so I was going to respond that. And then I saw that there was a comment that already explained it. And then I realized that comment was from you. 
<laughs> That's right. Well, you know, I yeah, I, I you I helped. I don't think I helped you sort it out. You sorted it out. For oh, me. did I? I think so. But yeah, so I I tested it to make sure I was right about that. But I still have a problem with that little problem. But yeah, you don't yeah. see me posting in in Facebook groups very often, so that, I can see that that was would have been a surprise. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. I was like, wow, this person like really explained it well. <laughs> And then I realized it was you. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of ways that it can feel like you have to get this all figured out before you um, make the leap to electric. And I think there's a lot of ways that you can um, let it be easy mm-hmm. and, you know, work around what feels like insurmountable issues. Exactly. I feel like there are barriers, and I think I had the same barriers before I talked to you, that were up. That's too hard. That's too experimental. That's just more than I, you know, I I can't do that. And you can. (laughs) And it's not hard. And there's lots and lots of resources out there um, to help. But I'd say that any of our listeners who listen to this episode and decide they'd like to buy an electric car, they could reach out to us on the website and uh, and ask any questions. I mean, we'd be happy to try to help, right? Oh, yeah. Clearly, we love talking about this. So. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> we would be happy to. Yeah. I love my car so much. I mean, going to the grocery store is fun. It's so different. It's such a different experience for me because I usually don't enjoy driving. Yeah. it's I, I enjoy getting in my car and zipping to do an errand or whatever, like... I don't know why it feels so fun and it has just changed it immensely. And I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, I didn't realize how guilty I was feeling about using a gas car mm-hmm. to, you know, run, especially one that doesn't get very good mileage and, you know, using it to drive two miles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now you can hop in the electric car and feel fine about that. Yeah, and yep. enjoy driving it while you're at it. I know, it's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we would love to hear from you, our listeners. Have you made the leap to an electric car? Are you considering it? You can let us know and ask any questions you might have. On Facebook or Instagram, we're at Getting to Good Enough. On Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. You can head over to the website and leave a comment in the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com. Or you can call us up and leave a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Until next time, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. We should have ended that with like a little happy beep beep from our cars. (laughs) (laughs) We missed our chance. I know.